The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files podcast studio in Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars, and I am Ken Knapsack here for this uh, wonderful edition where I wax nostalgic about Star Wars. Thank you for joining. If you haven't uh, listened to this show before, this is uh, my little monologue about Star Wars. I do host Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network, and I uh, have a lot of fun doing that show, which is a celebration of the greatest saga ever told. And this is uh, this is that as well. It is a continued celebration, but it is just me and a microphone, at least for now. Um, uh, who knows? Maybe one day I have, have some guests here on Spotlight Star Wars. I don't know. It could work out. But this is just me talking to you about... Something I love most dear, Star Wars. It's part of the Knapsack Files podcast feed, which contains a lot of shows right now. The Knapsack Files started as just a, an interview show about me talking to some of my close friends who are in the, uh, most of them in the business of Hollywood, uh, talking about life, the universe, and everything. But this uh, this feed is expanded for now uh, to include uh, this Star Wars show, to include uh, my Game of Thrones show with Tiffany Smith and Maude Garrett called The Night is Dark. And there's um, a new show I also just recorded uh, prior to this show that is going to come out after this show, if you can follow that Back to the Future logic or Days of Future Past logic, uh, called I'm Always Up, and it is me and my, my good friend Alex Welsh, who's a writer for Schmozno.com and Screen Ramp, where we uh, kind of take to the podcast form what what we have uh, normally in terms of conversations, where I'm trying to mentor this young kid to be better than I am uh, as he uh, makes the move from Iowa to Hollywood this summer. So look for that soon. Um, pimping stuff up top. Um, spotlight Star Wars this week. Where do I want to go with this? Well, I'll start with some... I don't want to say it's a negative, but I'll start with... I'll just start with this. This, this past week, Marvel's Star Wars Darth Vader... Issue 5 came out. I'm holding it here again. Uh, last week I talked about Leia and Kane in the last Padawan. By far, of the new Marvel comics, the Darth Vader series is was my favorite. That first uh, issue of the Darth Vader Marvel comic, you've got to get. If you haven't read it yet, just pick that up. It is... It is spectacular. It does what I wanted this new Marvel canon stuff to do, which is take things and take dark corners of the Star Wars universe and kind of kind of uh, shed some light onto it. And Vader following uh, the events of A New Hope, the destruction of the first Death Star, the Emperor and his relationship kind of is disintegrated. The Emperor doesn't trust him. He failed greatly in front of the uh, in the eyes of the Emperor. And that's where that story picks up. Plus, he's following that, that young... He's trying to search for that young rebel pilot who blew up the Death Star because he felt that he was Force-sensitive. And, 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 you know, maybe he knows by this point it's, it's his son. Who knows? And I like that because, it, again, it's that dark corner... It's that dark corner of that Star Wars universe that, that you shed some light onto it from the opening crawl of Empire, Mother Truckin' Strikes Back, man. That opening crawl of Empire... The acknowledged uh, best of all the Star Wars movies thus far, we haven't seen The Force Awakens. The Empire Strikes Back opening crawl talks about how Vader and the Empire, they're searching for the rebels, and, 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 and there's a search for this Luke Skywalker character who blew up the Death Star. And that's what this comic has kind of been so far. 
It's Vader on his own secret mission, kind of searching for this Luke Skywalker character. Um, but it hit a... Oh, man, I hate to even say this. It hit a bump for me with issue five. It actually hit a little bit of a bump with issue three. I don't want to talk negative about it because I think Marvel is doing a great job. So don't don't take this as overly negative, okay? Just say it's a slight concern. Because you got Vader walking around with these two droids, Triple Zero and BT, who are kind of like an evil version of C-3PO and R2-D2. And, I, and you know, it's kind of fun. I, I don't have a problem with that. It could come off as very cheesy, but it's fun. And you know what? I do want my Star Wars to be fun. So I do like that a lot. Kudos to the writing team behind this on that. But... It entered this one. I don't want to spoil it. It introduces some things and some characters and some cyborg type stuff that just seems for me a little out of place for the Star Wars canon universe. This canon being the official Star Wars universe. Though the nice thing is, there's a familiar character returns and at the end of this issue that that is the character I kind of wanted to see fully involved in this storyline. So I, I'm not giving up. And, and if anyone from Marvel's listening, I know you're not. But if they are, Jordan D. White, the head editor, uh, who I met at Star Wars Celebration, I mentioned before, he's a great guy. If anyone was listening, I'm not talking negative about it. It's just for the first time, the Vader line, and I've had some issues with the Leia line, and I've had some issues with the Star Wars line. And you know what? I hate to even use those terms, because these people are pouring their hearts into these stories, and they're doing great work. Like I've said last week, check out these Marvel comics. Even if even if you're out there listening and you're like, you know what, I, I, you know, Ken, I don't, re- I don't really read those comical booklets. Nuts to that. Get get to a comic shop or, or get on your iPad and download download Comicsology or the Marvel app and 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 get a hold of these comics. They're they're very good. They're very good. But and just slightly world this this issue, the fifth issue of Darth Vader introduces kind of a cyborg type of element and it's it's very comic booky to me which I know I get it I get it I'm an I'm a jerk these are comic books so they would should have some comic book type of stuff in it but it's just not, to me it's a little it's a little outside the realm of what I accept in Star Wars which which is Weird to say, because I accept Darth Maul, uh, despite being chopped in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi, now has robot legs. I know. We're, 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 we're debating a weird thing here. Um, check it out for yourself. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I know I was talking about it with Christian Harloff, and, and uh, he, he liked it. Mark Ellis liked this issue. Uh, Christian did agree that there were some things that were introduced that could affect The Force Awakens. And that was kind of part of another thing, too, is that is there's some just some stuff they're introducing. They're like, well... They could come back and use this in The Force Awakens, and it wouldn't be wouldn't be as cool. Uh, it wouldn't be as interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my head here. Um, try it. Try it yourself. But definitely check out Kanan, The Last Padawan. I'm still, right now, I got to say, I got to say, Vader was my favorite. And that first issue of Marvel's Vader, Darth Vader, is, is the best issue of any of the new Marvel comics yet. But Kanan, The Last Padawan, we're only two in, is doing a great, great job. Check that out. News broke today that Simon Pegg, who we do believe is in Episode 7 in some kind of cameo capacity, 
kind of messed up during an interview and, and admitted that, that Daniel Craig, James Bond himself, is in The Force Awakens playing a stormtrooper. Probably uncredited, probably just a fun cameo. And I got to tell you, folks, I love this. I love this news. I'm sure Simon Pegg, if he did this completely by accident, feels terrible. And maybe Daniel Craig didn't want people to know. Maybe contractually they couldn't let people know. I know it's probably going to be on build. I love stuff like that. You know, one of my favorite bits of, of movie trivia is that Tom Cruise appeared in the first Young Guns. He just was nearby. He kind of wanted something to do with it. And if, they, if you blink, you miss it type of cameo. He gets shot and killed. I love that stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And, and by the way, if this is true now, or it is true, that Daniel Craig um, is having an unnamed, uh, uncredited cameo as a stormtrooper, remember, a while back during the filming of Force Awakens, the, the principal photography in England, there was these rumors that, hey, Daniel Craig was seen at the Force Awakens set, and a lot of rumors sprung up. And Maybe he's playing a part. Maybe he's a Jedi. Maybe he's a Sith. Maybe he's this. Maybe he's that. And then people came out like, hey, calm down. They're just filming James Bond. Uh, Spectre is being filmed next, uh, next door over at uh, the studios there, the Pinewood Studios. He just wanted to say hi. Same thing kind of happened with Simon Pegg. No, I'm friends with JJ. I just wanted to say hi. Now it looks like he's got a cameo. Now Daniel Craig's got a cameo. Well, don't forget, Tom Cruise was seen at the Pinewood Studios. Now he's friends with Abrams. He's friends with Simon Pegg. Their connections are Mission Impossible, I'm sure. So, you know, um, uh, is Tom Cruise in Star Wars? That's what I'm getting to, people, is Tom Cruise in Star Wars. I got to tell you something. I hope he is. I hope we don't see him. I hope he's, he's I hope he's a short stormtrooper next to Daniel Craig, who's not that tall either, by the way, from what I uh, from recalling. Um, which gives hope. I like that. It gives hope to short squats like me. I love this news. It, you hear the excitement in my voice. I'll tell you why. Because Star Wars, at the end of the day, is supposed to be fun. Yeah, I do want Rogue One to be kind of serious. I want Rogue One to kind of be uh, a war picture. I, I do want that. Um, but I, I'm telling you. <laughs> Star Wars is supposed to be fun, and what kind? Of, what is more fun than knowing that Daniel Craig and Tom Cruise were like, "Hey, JJ, Lucasfilm, Disney, big fans, can we just play stormtroopers? Can we just be in, in, in wearing some kind of cow? So no one, no one needs to recognize us. Don't let anyone know. Just we want to be in Star Wars. I love that because who doesn't want to play Star Wars? Who doesn't want to play Star Wars? Can I tell you what I miss? about being a Star Wars fan now that I'm an adult. Because, look, my room, this is why I'll be alone the rest of my life, my room is just chock full of Star Wars books. I'm staring at the Lords of the Sith, which i got to start reading the new book by Paul S. Kemp. Uh, I've got the Ultimate Action Figure Collection book right here. i got the Ultimate Star Wars. i got the Star Wars trilogy uh, novels uh, re-released in a nice hardcover that Tiffany Smith got me for my birthday. i got How Star Wars Conquer the Universe by our friend Chris Taylor. i got a Game of Thrones book. I got... I, today I bought another pop vinyl. I bought a Funko Pop vinyl of Jabba the Hutt. I couldn't resist it. I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried by Wampa, as I recently discussed on this show. That's all fun. And I am unabashedly a, a fan of buying toys and, and probably too much. Uh, I get it. But the thing I can't really do anymore as a Star Wars fan 
the thing you out there, if you're above a certain age, can't do as a Star Wars fan is play Star Wars. I'm not talking about playing with action figures. I'm not talking about cosplaying, though I get the appeal. I'm not a member of the 501st. I have no skills when it comes to making costumes. But I tell you, I could if I would. I would go to a convention as a biker scout. If anyone wants to make a biker scout uh, costume for a five foot nine man of average weight and build, uh, please DM me and I'll actually give you a place to mail it because um, I would do that. I get that. I get the appeal. I get the appeal of cosplaying to a certain degree. Um, But I'm not talking about cosplaying, folks. I'm not talking about grabbing some action figures and playing Star Wars. I'm talking about that bell rings third third hour of the day at school. It's time for recess. You go have lunch. You go to, you go to the cafeteria. Maybe you're buying a hot lunch that day at the school, or maybe your mom packed you a lunch and you, and you got your little Return of the Jedi lunchbox, which I had. And if you listen to Jedi Alliance on the May 4th edition, the live two-hour show, which you can – excuse me. You can still go by uh, – go listen on iTunes and on YouTube. Pro wrestler extraordinaire Frankie Kazarian had a great story of what Star Wars means to him. And, and it was the – he had a lunchbox, the Return of the Jedi lunchbox with Luke Skywalker holding that blaster facing Jabba the Hutt. And his – well, it wasn't his friend. It was another kid in his class that the same one, and they – they switched lunchboxes accidentally, like some kind of Pollyanna Disney movie. And they be, because of that, they, they became friends, and they're still friends today. They're, they're lifelong friends. But I had that lunchbox too, and I have many memories of that lunchbox. Because I'd be at lunch in elementary school, eating a little sandwich my mom made, eating, eating some apple slices, drinking a Capri Sun, talking to my friends, going, all right, when lunch is over, we're going to hit that playground. Let's race over. To get, to get to that uh, slide combo, because back in my school, Margaret Hollow Elementary School in Arroyo Grande, California, thank you very much, we had what is a, an illegal, what would probably be a, an illegal playground apparatus, because shortly after I left elementary school in 1987, I believe it was, this thing went away, and it was replaced by a generic bright yellow, red, blue plastic slide, and I get it. Because this thing was a humongous wood, and not like good wood. We're talking splinters were sticking out of it, but the splinters would fell a dinosaur. They were big, and there was a slide that was not a nice, cozy plastic slide. It was a piece of metal, like, bolted to a, to a slanted piece of wood that was like a ceiling that collapsed and we'd slide down that and you'd have to climb up and there was these wood giant wood steps not steps but like levels that were smaller than the top thing and you climb up that and it was this big wood thing and let me tell you something kids it was a perfect replica of a skiff from Return of the Jedi so my friends and I we'd be sitting there with our Star Wars lunch boxes eating eating the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The crust was on mine, thank you very much. 
And then maybe Randall had a hot lunch. He had some tater tots and like a piece of sort of meat. And we'd be sitting there and all of us, like the four or five of us, would be sitting around talking. And we'd be saying, hey, when we hit, we're going to charge. Let's rush. When, that, when we're done with lunch, let's rush out and let's claim, let's claim that contraption that's called a slide. And we'll reenact some Return of the Jedi. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Then we assign parts. Hey, uh, Ken, uh, uh, you going to be Han Solo today? You know what? I, I was Han Solo yesterday. You can take it, Randall. John, do, do you want to be Chewie? John and Randall, you're going to be Han and Chewie. Tell you what, how about this? I will be Luke Skywalker today. I will take that burden. I will. Okay, Ken, you can be Luke Skywalker. Who wants to be the skiff guard? No one wants to be Weequay? No one wants to be Weequay. What about Barada, Niktu, Klaatu? Anyone want to be those guys? No? Okay. Anyone want to be a Gamorrean guard? Gavin, Gavin, you want to be a Gamorrean guard? Okay, Gavin, you're going to be a Gamorrean guard. Randall and John are Han and Chewie. I will be Luke Skywalker. Fletcher, you're going to be a skiff guard today. I'm sorry. Bad news, you're going to be Weequay. All right? We'll go from there. We'll pick up some people on the way out there. We'll, we'll, We'll round out the cast. Who wants to be Lando? No one wants to be Lando. Cornelius, you're kind of the only one in school here that can be uh, Lando. You want to be in? Cornelius is in. He's Lando. We'd assign the parts. We'd rush out. We'd finish finish our Capri Suns. By the way, I puncture Capri Suns at the bottom of the Capri Sun package. Squish out my Capri Sun. Finish my sandwich, close the lunchbox, put it back in where a place where I'd hold it, and we'd run out. We'd run out to that contraption. And we'd literally get into place. All right, Han's there. Remember, Han and Chewie are tied up. You all saw the movie, right? Fletcher, you didn't see the movie? Just follow along. Okay. Um, uh, you guys are there. Lando's over there. All right, we need Weequay next to Lando. Fletcher, you're Weequay. I'm sorry. Just go with it. Roll with it. I'm Han. Actually, Weequay, you got to be out here. I, I'm Luke, actually. I apologize, Randall. I'm Luke. Uh, you're Han. Um, I'm going to go out here onto the top of the slide. And that's going to, well, the slide. Can we all agree that the slide is going to be the part of the skiff, the little little plank that Luke walks out to over the Sarlacc pit? Luckily, there's sand. The sand on the ground will act as the Sarlacc pit. Fletcher, you're Weequay. Pull me out. Cornelius, you got to stand there like you're piloting the, the skiff. All right. And the other kids, I don't really know. You're from the other You're from the other class. Can you just stand there and be skiff guards? Great. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Places, everybody. Good. I'm going to go here, and I'll give the little salute to R2. We'll pretend R2 is on the other side of the playground, and he's going to shoot the lightsaber. But, Fletcher, you as Weequay, you kind of push me out, right? But let's... Anyone want to do something different? Maybe rewrite Return of the Jedi? That that George Lucas guy who we love and think can't do think at this point in our lives can't do anything wrong. Does anyone want to kind of change uh, the way we do things? No. I'm thinking. What if what if Luke has trouble getting out of the Sarlacc pit? What if Luke goes into the Sarlacc pit and he's got to like fight his way out with the lightsaber? You good with that? You all want to try that? Let's try it. Fletcher, I know you didn't see the movie, but just just kind of just kind of follow along, all right? Okay, good. You guys ready? Places. We got ten minutes till recess ends. Let's do this scene and let's see where it goes. Right? Right? I can't be the only one who did that. 
And I'm sure the next generation was probably out there going, you know, all right, hey, Bob, you're going to be Sebulba. Who wants to be Qui-Gon? No, I know no one wants to be Jar Jar. I'm sure the next generation did that. And I'm sure the generation slightly before me reenacted the throne room scene from Star Wars. That's what I'm talking about, people. That is what I miss about being a Star Wars fan, because I can't really do it anymore. So I propose this question to you. Is there some way we can do this? There's, there's live-action role-playing out there, right? And let me tell you, I make fun. I've, 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 a lot of times in my life, have made fun of, of live-action role-players. And if you're not familiar with that, go watch the, the movie Role Models, live-action, uh, they call it Lair in that one. Um, I make fun of those people. The famous clip from YouTube with the guy, the kind of portly guy, dressed as a as a as a wizard, well, kind of wizard, and he whatever he's and he's going lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Uh, that scene makes me just I die laughing. I make fun of those people, those live action role players. Do you know why I make fun of those live action role players? Because secretly, that's all I want to do every day of my life. I wish I could do that. Because it seems very fun, very freeing, and and more entertaining than my life. So I'm jealous of them. So I make fun of them. That's me confessing to you. So I'm proposing, can we start a Star Wars live-action role-play league? Like, y'all want to meet at Griffith Park and play Star Wars? I don't care if you're 45. I'm 39. Let's play freaking Star Wars, man. And if you're out there listening going, well, actually, it already exists, then send me a link to the damn website because I will join that now. I I will stop recording this podcast in the past because you're sending this to me in the future, and then I will join the Star Wars live-action role-play. You got to think it's somewhere out there, right? If you got the 501st, there's got to be a group of people that get together in the park and despite their age, uh, play Star Wars. That's what I miss. My house growing up in Arroyo Grande, California during those years, was a, I was fortunate enough, and I, I recently met, I was fortunate enough to, to play, have, have a big backyard. And I could play Star Wars. And I, th- I mentioned this on Jedi Alliance when I was doing Cantina Confessions. I, I had kind of like a running Episode 7. And I-, I-, I would call it Episode 7 because naturally that was the continuation we wanted. And-, and I was able to play most of the time by myself. I was able to play Star Wars. And there was a fort. I, I had a fort. And it looked, for lack of a, of a better frame of reference, it kind of looked like one of the turrets on Hoth that the Rebels used. Uh, except for it didn't have a cannon on it, but it kind of it could act as that. But it could also act as a as the uh, Millennium Falcon. Then there was a little pit in the ground, like a tree had been removed before we moved in, and there was a little hole, like a little foxhole, and I could use that as a makeshift sarlacc pit or some kind of hole to climb into and hide and shoot the uh, the Imperials. Uh, and then there was two. Well, there was a collection of palm trees. I'm taking you through my youth here. There's a collection of little palm trees. That I think now, when I drive by the house, when I visit my hometown, the palm trees are huge. But at the time, they were they were very, very small. There was two or three going straight up into the air. But there was two palm trees that kind of were leaned over so much, they were almost horizontal. 
And are you ready for this, kid? I could climb on them as a 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old. Who are we lying to 11 as well? I could climb on them, and they were mother trucking speeder bikes. I say mother trucking because I wouldn't cuss then. I'm not going to cuss now. So I could pretend I was on Hoth. I could pretend I was on Tatooine. On the other side of the house was a sizable patio. And, and like I had like three backyards as a kid. I was very fortunate, thanks to my parents, who I know were a struggling lower middle class family. But they had I had a great backyard for those formative years. The other side, there was a patio. And if I wanted to, that could be like the bridge of the Death Star, the bridge of an Imperial cruiser, or maybe even Akbar's ship. It's a trap. I could go over there and reenact that. And then there was a, a, a kind of a rectangle yard, some rose bushes, but and so and, and oh, and there was a pine tree. Get this, I'm not kidding. There was a pine tree, and if I wanted to, I could be that could be Endor, the forest moon of Endor. I had this backyard, and I could reenact this. But my favorite thing to do was climb. Oh, I, I'm forgetting. I'm remember there was a little tree as well, and I could climb up, and the tree was shaped in a way that I could kind of sit in it. And it wasn't a high tree. I could climb up. It was maybe four feet off the ground. I was a kid. It seemed like 10, but it wasn't that high. And and there was a lot of little branches in it, but it almost formed like a seat that I could sit in it. You know what I could use that for? I could use that as a cockpit, as a TIE fighter, as an X-Wing, as an ATST, as an AT-AT, uh, which I, back then I called that at, and I still technically do. I could sit in there. I'm, I'm not lying, kids. I'm not lying. This is the backyard I had from like first to sixth grade. The height of my Star Wars fandom when I was discovering it and I could play. And I, my, my favorite thing to do, though, was to climb on those horizontal pine trees, which horizontal, excuse me, palm trees. And horizontal palm trees is the name of a great band. I could climb on them and I could pretend I was on the forest moon of Endor on a speeder bike, either chasing the rebels, chasing the Ewoks, or a rebel who hijacked one and was chasing a biker scout. And that is why now... The Biker Scout is one of my favorite kind of characters in Star Wars. I'm connected to it because as a kid, I used to be one because I used to be able to play Star Wars. I miss that. I miss that so much. Who wants to play Star Wars with me? Let's do live-action Star Wars role-play. I want it now. We don't even have to get fancy costumes. We can pretend because on the recess field at Margaret Harlow Elementary School... I didn't have a costume. If I was Luke Skywalker, I used my imagination. You used your imagination. And we reenacted or rewrote scenes from the greatest saga ever told. I miss it. I'm almost sad. But the warm, fuzzy memories are pouring over me. I want to thank you all for last week contributing when I talked about the uh, Star Wars anthology film. The, the two of them that still need a plot. A lot of good ideas. Uh, I want to thank very much my friend uh, Chris Kiefer out there on Twitter. Uh, he uh, had some great responses. And um, if you want to follow uh, Chris, um, go to at Carbon Swap. Tell Chris K that I sent you. He's a very funny man, a talented writer, uh, did some stand-up comedy back in the day. He's a good Star Wars fan. And um, he had some great answers, too. We were ta- all of us talking about um, what we want out of the next two anthology movies now that we know what Rogue One is and now it looks like the second one's related to Boba Fett in some fashion um, you know I, I really appreciate that you guys listen to the show and 
um, had some ideas for the anthologies. So this this week, you can uh, tr- tweet in. Uh, if you want to join my Star Wars live-action role-play group, I, I, I think we get it started. If you're in L.A., we go to Griffith Park and we just play. What are those adults doing? They're playing Star Wars. You let them be. That's what I wish. You can follow this show uh, on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review. If you're just finding me now, because I mentioned this on Jedi Lines, thanks for uh, coming over here. Like I said, this is a little supplemental show I do on my own talking about Star Wars. It is audio only at this point. Maybe at some point we'll go video. Maybe at some point I live stream this fun. I don't know. Um, but uh, that is that. You can follow me on Twitter at Ken Napsock. Tweet me if you want to join my Star Wars live action role play group and, and share your stories with me. That's right. Go to the Napsock Files page on Facebook and I will have this episode up there. And just in the comment box, tell me, yeah, Ken, I'm right there with you. Fourth grade, me and my friend Pete used to reenact the Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker lightsaber fight from Empire. We used to do that, too. I'm right there with you. Uh, that's what we do. Add Ken Napsock if you want to do that. Uh, don't forget to listen to Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network and follow Jedi Alliance at Jedi underscore Alliance. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for following along on this adventure on the Napsock Files podcast feed. I'll speak honestly. The reason there's so many different shows on one feed is a thing of money. I don't make money from this. I'll be very honest with you. The Knapsack Files is a completely uh, – it's a, it's a loss. I run this thing as a loss. Um, I do it as a, as a passion project because I love broadcasting, and, and uh, you know I hope that changes. I love to make money from this. But, but uh, right now it's just me, my voice, and you, my friends out there in the audience uh, who are listening to this. So I, I decided to, to save cost. Uh, let's, let's see. Let's put all these shows on one thing. The Knapsack Files show is now the Knapsack Files podcast feed. But if you all keep listening and this keeps growing, maybe it's time to take Spotlight Star Wars and put it out there on its own. Uh, who knows? And, and see where we can go with it. I'm just having fun chatting with you guys every Saturday morning talking about Star Wars. Uh, it kind of gets me warmed up to talk about Star Wars on Monday. Uh, Jedi Alliance, we got some great stuff uh, planned for that. The return of the action figure fights. A figure fight, an entire episode devoted to figure fights is coming up uh, in June on Jedi Alliance and some great stuff. So uh, that is that. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening to Spotlight Star Wars. Let's play Star Wars, right? Until next time. May the Force be with you always.